a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy Monday, y'all. Welcome in. I am your host, Chris Kiefer. And you are entered in the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Go check out Rocky Mountain because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us. Thank you very much, Rocky Mountain. Thank you to Fly Racing. You want to get some good-looking gear on your dirt bike, be best dressed at the track, go check out flyracing.com. And heck, if you're not even into dirt bikes, you're into snowmobiles, if you're into BMX, you know, if you want some cool casual wear when you do go to the track, check out flyracing.com. they got all kinds of stuff to choose from. Chances are you can get all that stuff over at Rocky Mountain. And thank you to the guys over at Racetech. This podcast is all about the 2018 Honda CRF 450RX. That's right, we're off-road edition this week. And Racetech has been known to make some great Honda stuff. Hmm, like I've talked about in the past. Honda CRF 450R, Racetech stuff was the best that I've tried. And that's why they're on board, because I do not take advertisers that I don't believe in. I believe in race tech stuff. I believe in gold valves. I didn't believe in that stuff about a few years ago, but I'm a believer in it now. Stay tuned for a KX450F podcast that I did race tech stuff with, and uh, I was blown away. Wait till you guys hear that podcast because that's I blew my wig back. So um, crazy stuff. Those guys over at Race Tech, Rob, Chris, everyone over there, take care of you. They uh, make sure everything is dialed in. If you do not like it, they will fix it and make you happy. So make sure you go to Racetech.com and check them out. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. And you know what? They do motor work, too. Didn't know that, did you? Racetech provides quality, precision, engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry. All the staff at Racetech have over 65 years. 65. Dang. They have 65 years of championship winning engine building and tuning experience. And they're good. Doing a little CRF 250R project with them as well. So lots of Racetech coming up. Go check them out over at Racetech.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. And if you guys got any questions about the suspension, you know the email. Hit me up, and we'll dial you in. So like I said in the intro here, we are talking about the 2018 Honda CRF 450RX. You can also go back to my 2018 CRF 450R um, podcast and actually do some settings that I recommend to your RX 
as well as the R. They do overlap on some things. We will get to that stuff. But nonetheless, Honda introduced this new RX to all of us last year in 2017. It's a hybrid machine. It's close course competition, but it has some off-road stuff on it. So for those of you riding GPs, you split your time between motocross and off-road, which I do at times since I live in the desert. So I do know a lot about this RX. I've had a lot of time on it. So I'm going to have actually a couple guys ride this Honda that I have here, my test bike, at a couple big six GPs this year. Um, kind of get more of a feel in race conditions because I know obviously I'm testing it not under race conditions. So I'm not racing GPs right now, so I would like to have some of my test guys go try that. So stay tuned for more race-oriented podcasts about these bikes that I'm having sent out to the races. So um, Honda did some stuff to the 2018. Well, I guess I should say they did the stuff in 2017 and rolled all of that stuff in the 2018 version because nothing's changed on the 18 versus the 17 RX. So. Um, things that are different from the R model, obviously, are the mapping changes, a little bit more of a friendly, I would say, traction-esque mapping situation going on with map 1, 2, and 3. Still the same thing. Map 1 is standard. Map 2 is a traction map, but map 3 is more of an aggressive hit. So I will get to the mapping um, portion when I do talk about the engine. I will say that map two traction map is a little bit different, but like I said, we'll get to that. It has an 18 inch rear wheel. I know you guys love that out there that are off-road dudes. Fork and shock settings are different. Um, increased preload, a low, um, lower oil level in the fork. Um, has decreased rebound dampening, a lighter spring rate. So some of the differences in suspension to make it a little bit more plush and uh, forgiving over some of that small choppy stuff and in the rock sections. Um, 2.25 gallon fuel tank. We will get to the fuel tank later, but it is a biggie. AT81 tires. And people are saying, Kiefer, are the RX mounts the same as the R mounts? Different part number in this microfish. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I'm 99% sure no matter what the part number is between the R model and the RX model, that those are the same top engine mounts. So, those are interchangeable. They are the same. On the 2018 R model, they went to these style engine mounts. But when we talk about chassis here in this podcast, I'm going to try to give you guys a direction um, to go with even a different engine mount to try to get you some more stability. So, 261 pounds is the wet weight on this sucker, okay? So we are looking at um, 12, 13 pounds heavier, maybe? What, 249, 59? Yeah, 12 pounds heavier than the R model. Obviously, working the 18-inch tire, fuel tank, all that stuff. So um, it's a little bit <laughs> heavier while you're riding, but... I do not know for you guys purchasing this bike that you're looking for the lightest bike possible. Usually guys that ride off-road and moto, you know, they're not looking, hey, I need a light, you know, light bike because you're adding weight anyway. So um, overall, those are the changes that between the R and the RX model, 
Like I said, 2018, they do not have any changes, but hopefully come 2019, there will be some updates to the RX. I would assume so, because it's be uh, on its, what, third year, so I would think, I would think there'll be some changes coming up. So going right down to it, let's just talk about the engine. So compare. I'm going to do a lot of comparisons with the R, okay? And I'm going to throw in a little bit of YZ450FX comparisons in here as well. So going to the engine, right off the bat, comparing the YZ450FX to the RX model, the RX has a more peppier, lively, low-end hit, a little bit more of an exciting feel. I would say a little bit of a lighter feeling engine, so not as much engine braking as a YZ450FX. Rolling on the throttle, I would say in tight sections, as, I mean as tight as I can get out here on the West Coast. For those of you listening on the East Coast, I don't not I don't have that snotty root, um, lots of roots, greasy first gear type of sections. I have tighter sections that are a little flowy here, first gear, but not as greasy. I still feel it needs more flywheel chugging ability. It does flame out a little bit because it has such a light inertia engine feel, which translates into a peppier um, engine response once you roll that throttle on. So I think that's why it feels lighter than the YZ450FX because that has a little bit more chugging ability in tighter sections, but it also feels heavier. So your, your little give and take here. Comparing it to the R model, the maps are a little bit different. So map one, I would wish I kind of had map one on the R, from the RX onto the R. I like map one on the RX better because it's a little bit more of a traction feeling coming out of corners when it's baked and hard pack. I get more forward bite, especially when I have some square edge coming out of that corner. So I did a little comparison about two weeks ago at a motocross track with the RX and an R, and the RX was a little bit better coming out of corners for traction and rear wheel feeling. So um, I like map one. I use that most of the time, every time I rode out in the trails or on the track. Map two, again, a lot different feeling than the R uh, map two. They say map two is a traction um, map, but on the RX, I really feel like it is. On the R, eh, not so much difference for me, but the RX map two is a good traction map. I went out on some baked dry slick versus wet slick, what you guys have on the East Coast, and it never really stepped out. I still had good amount of traction, and it just felt better in those really tight conditions where I'm trying to roll the throttle on and switch backs and things. So map two was good. Map three, aggressive mode, a little bit better than map one. I would say map three, aggressive mode on the R and the RX are very similar. So I basically stayed in map one and map two the whole time on the RX. So that's my recommendation for you guys out there. Again, I'm 170 pounds. I don't have the tight stuff you guys are working with back east, but that's the map that I like that's more controllable and easy to work with versus that map three. Unless I'm riding somewhere really motocrossy and it's deep sand, that's the only time I'm going to map three on the RX. So mid-range delivery, still RPM response is very good in the mid-range. It pulls good um, through third gear. I do like 
the fact that it actually revs out pretty far, I would say a little bit farther than the YZ450FX. And the only thing that I don't like about the RX engine is, like I said, this is that flame out, really low RPM speed, um, tighter section stuff. My recommendation, which I haven't tried yet, which I will do, is trying maybe to even go to a little bit heavier of a flywheel. I probably wouldn't go that heavy, maybe a couple ounces, but I'm sure Steely Off-Road and a couple other off-road um, companies out there probably have a heavier off-road um, off flywheel weight. So make sure you try to maybe, if you guys are using a lot of tighter sections, rocky sections, look for a uh, heavier flywheel weight, and uh, that might help you in those directions. The th also, the clutch, you guys know what I'm going to say about this. The R model, same thing, judder spring, stiff pull, life of clutch is not that great. When I do get in the tighter sections and I have to kind of abuse the clutch, it will fade and it will drag. So, my recommendation for you guys is, is use a Henson clutch, and that helps longevity of the clutch plates. That doesn't really affect the pull, per se. You still get that stiff pull feeling. Well, I should say stiffer than like a YZ450FX, but at least you're going to have a clutch that's going to last you more than five to six hours. So... My recommendation is Henson. People ask me, hey, Kiefer, what about torque drive? I've never tried a torque drive in an RX. I've tried it in the R, which gives me more bottom end feel. And yeah, the clutch is good. But I just feel safer personally with the Henson. I really need to get with the guys over at Recluse. So if you guys are listening, let's get together. Let's do a test. I need to really work on some more Recluse stuff to see um, how much... It is advanced because last time I've tried some stuff, um, it kind of hurt some transmission gears. And maybe they have improved the technology of the clutch so to not put such a bind on the transmission and load. So uh, I'll be working on some of that here pretty soon to get you guys some more recluse info. But overall, engine's very lively, fun to ride, more West Coast-ish, I would say unless you really put some time in the engine where you want to mellow it out and get some more traction for that tighter stuff. Um, I know Johnny Campbell Racing has had a guy in GNCC and they've done some flywheel weight stuff and some engine work to get some more traction and low speed inertia, I like to say. Not such a peppy RPM response, which we like out here in the West Coast because our stuff's more flowy and fast. So definitely more of a West Coast style engine character. And very fun to ride, no matter what it says on paper, 261 pounds. It still feels pretty damn light because of that engine fun-feeling character. So, good way to go there. And for fuel, you guys ask me about fuel. I run pump gas pretty much the whole time in the RX. T4E is not available from VP. If you guys would like to run T4, I have ran T4 in the RX without any desail pop or remapping or anything like that. So I would try to stick to either pump fuel or a VPT4, and that will be uh, your best bet for a clean running machine. Suspension. Now, 
This still feels kind of like the 2017 Sierra 450R where it's soft. It is really soft, guys. So I can see how East Coast slow speed roots rocks would really be good on this because anything that's over half throttle that you're hitting at speed, it's just plain too soft. It just dives a lot. So the front fork dives... The, the thing I try to do is I run the, the sag at 107 to 108, okay? I stiffen the fork up about two to three clicks and slow the rebound down one to two. I feel like in stock form, that front end's always kind of hunting and pecking and moving a lot, and this just kind of slows that dampening feeling down, which gives, gives me more front end traction. I'm 170 pounds, like I said, if you guys are any more than that and a semi-good rider, novice and up, you're going to want springs. I just feel like it needs more holdup. Now, the shock is pretty good. I feel like it has good damping character, but the fork just has a lot of pitch to it. So I try to, like I said, raise that fork up a little bit and get some more holdup and uh, kind of balance that out. So that's why I'm running 108 sag, trying to get that thing down on the rear so it's not so much... Um, pitching on diesel shock I run my high speed in a quarter to a half so kind of complaint for me is on fast G outs out here in the west coast you guys know what I'm talking about you're hitting something you hit something at speed and you G out has good dampening from the beginning to the middle but the in stroke feeling just feels empty man like it just feels like there's nothing there so Getting a little bit of a stiffer high-speed feel helps that G-out sections if you guys are looking for um, a little bit more hold-up there. And also, stiffen your low speed up a couple. That helps just kind of balance the front to rear out once you do this and you're running low sag. So I left the rebound alone because I want some rear end traction. So I didn't really slow the rebound down on the shock. Now, for a great setup... You guys are asking me, hey, what should I do with my RX? I still run a one millimeter longer pull rod on the RX as well. So that rolls over from the R to the RX. When you guys do do that, go up to a 106 to a 107 sag rating and experiment from there. I run the fork flush always pretty much everywhere I go. It just gives it a more planted feel because as we will get into the chassis, it's a little bit of a quick-feeling chassis. It's not a really planted, stable, YZ450FX planted um, chassis feeling. So that longer pull rod, and Adrian at Ride Engineering has them. I'm not saying that's where you guys need to buy them. And yes, you can go to Ride Engineering and get 20% off because Adrian's a good dude. And we kind of set up a code for people that listen to this podcast but that one millimeter length is key. Like I said in these other podcasts, 1.25, 1.5, I tried them. Other companies are selling them. Just too much. It feels like it wallows. That could work. 1.25, 1.5 could work if you got a revalve. So for those of you running some stock stuff, or even if you do have a revalve, that one millimeter length is good enough to feel a difference and help it to settle down without having to go spend more money on a revalve. So um, I've tried that one millimeter length on other, let's say, I had a guy in Arizona, TBT Arizona valving, 
with the stock length of pull rod and went to a one millimeter right engineering pull and and it just improved the handling of the bike so i guess that's what i'm trying to get out here is that one millimeter length is just the right amount for no matter what type of valving you have versus if you have a 1.5 length it's only going to work for the valving that you're running on your bike that's how i feel about the length of that arm so that's something to look into for you guys out there who want a little bit more straight line stability, a little bit more rear and traction. It does help acceleration coming out of corners. I do like that right engineering arm for the R and the RX. So look out for that. Like I said, if you guys do want to add a little bit more oil to the front fork, I've experimented with 5 cc's of oil, which helps a little bit. I've ran up to 10 more cc's, but it just makes the front end feel a little bit harsh and deflecty on that square edge. So try just adding 5 cc's of oil. That's a good band-aid to fix for this fork for that soft feel. Like I said, flush on the fork height and also crank your compression in a couple to three clicks. Slow that rebound down and that'll be a little bit better for you guys on some of that high speed square edgy stuff. You can go put an old steering Honda Natmer on that thing. That does help on turn-in. You crank that sucker in, it does help a little bit. Most of you guys I know out there in the off-road world anyway are going to go to a, a GPR or Scott's steering stabilizer. I've got some questions about which one is better. I've tried both. I like the Scott's better for damping character. But I like the GPR for ease of adjustment on the fly. I just feel like the GPR is easier to use while I'm riding. Scott's a little bit more difficult to get to, and you have to pay attention more to adjust. But when it comes down to what works better, I still think Scott's works better on more of a desert-style off-road setting. That's my personal opinion on on dampeners. I'm not, like I said, I'm not 24/7 off-road guy. I've grown up racing off-road racing, and I do still do that out here in the desert, incognito. So I know I don't post a lot when I'm out in the trails, but it does happen, folks. I'm just on the DL. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track, or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruttedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruttedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Reddit Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12 Buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? 
Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim One party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order 12, get 10 for free. Later. Getting in the chassis. This is where it gets a little bit more finicky. The CF, the CRF 450RX is basically, it is for all intents and purposes, is a motocross bike with just some added parts on it. So you're getting a quicker handling off-road machine. You want to go fast in a straight line? Probably not the best planted machine that there is. The Yamaha is more planted than the Honda, but like I said, going into corners in that tight stuff, if you don't have that flame out, the Honda is better because it feels lighter and it changes direction easier than the Yamaha. The Yamaha feels a little bit top heavy and the Honda center of gravity feels a little bit better and it's just able to flick it around and move it around better in the tighter areas. So I've experimented. Same thing, okay guys, as the R. You can do a different torque setting on the pivot bolt, the swing arm pivot. You can back that off a little bit. Try going in, I would say, three pounds, foot pounds less than stock. Okay, so go look in your manuals and see what the standard torque, the you know, torque spec is for that bolt. And just back it off three pounds. Yes, it does help. People think I'm crazy. I can feel it. That will help settle that rear end down and get you some more traction. It already has that good hanger that you guys want to keep. However, I've tried other hangers, which will be another podcast, but I feel like this is a good podcast to kind of bump start this new engine hanger thing that I've been trying. So there is a guy, Chris Palm, and you can look at him on Instagram at K-R-I-S underscore P-A-L-M. He has these different engine hangers, front and top hangers, which I've been playing around with for the last couple of weeks to try to get more of a comfortable chassis feel with this Honda, not such a rigidity, like hard feeling, frame feeling, square edgy type thing. So that's what I feel out of the Honda. It just feels stiff. doesn't feel forgiving like a Yamaha. So Chris Palm has these engine mounts. I've tried, and he has several different types, and we will get into that in the podcast, but there is... A top hanger that he has that's called medium soft okay get that hanger and put that on your RX it really helps straight line stability it soaks up square edge better and gives you increased rear wheel traction now what you will be sacrificing a little bit is side to side movement and a little bit of a front end steering feeling traction now this is what you feel on a motocross track on an off-road style flowy um west coast gp it's all positive for me so i built a gp course out here in my little testing grounds that i have next to my house and i tried these hangers and this medium soft hanger is really good for faster type GP stuff. So like I said, go to Chris underscore Palm on Instagram. He sells them. I don't know how many he has, 
I've tried the front hangers, which I haven't narrowed down which one I like yet, but as far as the RX, I like the stock front hanger and Chris's medium soft top hanger. So I don't know the variances from the stock RX hanger versus this medium soft, but I do know that's a little bit more forgiving and lets the frame flex a little bit more. And in, in return, I'm getting a more comfortable feeling on this faster faster type um, square edgy rough hacked out stuff out here in the west coast so for those of you guys listening out there really pay attention and go to that and see how much those are i don't even know how much they are yet guys i just got these things and i've been trying them so um they definitely work and engine hangers and front mounts are a good way to get a different feeling from your chassis and these things actually do a lot. I've gone even softer. He has softer ones than the one I'm recommending you, and it's too much. So that's how much difference a bike, I can go too far in the direction. So the medium soft is a good middle ground for me to have when I ride moto and an off-road. So go check him out. Like I said, he has nothing to do with the show. Um, I'm not doing anything for him. I'm just trying out the stuff to test, and I like it, so I'm just relaying the message to you guys. You know, So you guys can take it from there and do what you want with it. Again, chassis, like I said, a little bit rigid stock. That will help you. You don't need to take the fuel tank bolts out on this bike. Leave those in. Do the adjustment on the swing arm pivot. Get these mounts, and... It becomes a more stable, friendlier machine on faster terrain. The gas tank's just too wide. The shape is kind of bogus for me. I don't like how it bows out in the front. I know I'm a moto guy, but I know they can make a better fuel tank than this to make it a little bit more low profile and out of the way when you stick your leg out because, man, it really makes the shroud area really wide, and it's tough to put your foot up in corners um, when you're riding moto. Now, on off-road, I don't feel... It visually looks fat, but I don't feel it as much as I do when I'm riding moto. So, that's up to you guys. I don't know if you guys go to an IMS tank or not, but if you run the stock tank, I feel like they can do a better job um, on narrowing that middle part down to kind of make it a little bit more thinner for all of us out there. A little bit thinner for all of us out there that ride um, a little bit more moto with the RX than off-road. So... Um, that's how I feel about the gas tank. It's good. I've gotten good mileage out of the gas tank. Actually, I went on a trail ride, and I've got... And the trail ride was some fast with some flowy single track, and I got 48 miles, and I didn't look in the tank, but there was a little bit left, and so I know I could have probably almost did 50 miles, but 48 miles is pretty good on this 2.2-gallon tank, so I would assume... In Heron Hounds, if you guys have a 42-mile loop, that it should make it no matter what, how fast it is. I've been on, on 2.1-gallon tanks before and I've made 40-mile loops. So 48 miles I've gotten out of this fuel tank, so that's that's a plus. And um, just ergo-wise, 971 Ben Barr, eh, not a big fan of it. It does feel a little bit better on the RX because the gas tank's a little higher and it portrays a little bit better of a, a rider triangle than the R because the R is so much skinnier looking when you're sitting down on it. So 
Not going to hate as much with the 971 bend. 7 eighths, you know I'm a fan of 7 eighths bars. I don't mind it. The grips might be a little bit tough for you guys out there riding long distances. Might want to switch up some grips because the compound is a little bit tough. Um, brakes are decent. They're not the best in class. Obviously, KTM has that. But I would say Yamaha and Honda brakes are very similar. They do the job well. I'm not really going to complain too much about the brakes. I do like the fact that I can abuse the rear brake more so than other brakes, and it doesn't squeak. I've had Yamaha brakes squeak before. KTM squeak a lot. Honda brakes never squeak, so I'm a fan of that. I am not a fan of the AT81 Dunlop tires. I usually switch to a Michelin Star Cross 5 Medium. I've had run three S's before on this, but they just simply chunk too soon. And I hate the 52 tires, so I refuse to run that. So I would look into a Michelin Star Cross 5 Medium tire. They're not going to chunk as quick. You got good traction, and to me, the carcass of the tire is soft enough where I get a little bit more tire cushion than I do the AT81 or the 3S. So to me, that's important in off-road, especially if you're running a moose, which I am doing a moose podcast um, soon to try out some different moose, moose bib tubes and uh, get a different feel for, obviously, regular inner tubes and moose tubes. So that should be interesting. But yeah, you run a moose in this Michelin Star Cross 5 Soft, you still get that nice, soft carcass sidewall feel, and you get lots of traction. So uh, AT81, man, it's just they don't last very long, and straight line traction is not that great. So not a huge fan of that tire. So hopefully Dunlop comes up with a new tire. I hear they will around May, so we will get to try that. Um, but that's pretty much it on the RX for first impression. I'm going to get some more time on it, like I said, in the race mode and see how it reacts with some of these new hangers and get you some more inside tips and tricks. Going off of the gearing, I wanted to talk a little bit about the gearing. I have a note here to talk about it, and I didn't do that yet. 1350 is the stock gearing. I'm a fan of that gearing out here where I'm testing, where it's flowy and I have a little bit of tight and fast sections but for those of you doing some fast gp style riding i would go to a 1349 go back to the r gearing it kind of helps for me a little bit of extra pull in that second gear when you're kind of in those motocross sections i can pull second gear a little bit longer and third gear gets a little bit spread out so i feel like a 1349 gearing is just a little bit better on faster type gp stuff out here if you guys are on the East Coast, a little tighter, keep the 1350 gearing. I like that. Um, I would actually prefer doing a 1350 on the Sierra F450R. I like that as well, so I can run third gear a little bit more. And um, because the R has, like, a, like, like I said, like the RX has a little lightweight um, inertia engine feeling. It doesn't have a lot of a heavier flywheel feel like the FX where I can chug it along. So... That helps um, 1350 gearing really helps that so not a bad gearing choice on the RX I feel like they nailed it pretty good but if you guys are riding faster roads 1349 is where it's at that's about it guys on the 450 RX it's a great bike once you get a clutch in it uh, change your oil and just you know ride the shit out of it like I've been doing it's it's fine I have no trouble with it people are like oh I've had engine trouble have you had rods blah 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 there's nothing 
been going on with this Honda 450RX. It's reliable. If you take care of it, use good oil. I know Honda recommends either semi-synthetic or synthetic. I just don't run synthetic oils in my bikes. I like to have petroleum-based oil. I run a Maxima 1040 Premium Oil. That helps clutch life for me. I'm not a big clutch abuser, but with this bike, the clutch needs all the help it can get. So petroleum will help you there. Like I said, change your oil on a regular basis. Take care of your machine. It'll take care of you. And if you guys are looking to go to do some muffler switches and things like that, for me, I always go to a Yoshimura muffler. It's built well. I like that power spread the best on the Honda. I don't really want more bottom-in feeling, so I don't go the FMF, and that's what the FMF does. If you want a little bit more of a smoother feel, go to a Pro Circuit muffler. That'll get you more of a smoother feeling down low. But the Yoshimura keeps that stock bottom-end-esque transition in the mid, and that's where the mid to top end is where the Yosh really sends it off on the R on the RX. So if you're looking for a good muffler, dual muffler, that's what I would recommend. But more bottom end, FMF, a little less bottom end, Pro Circuit. Dubok is making a single for this bike, so be on the lookout for that. He has been mocking up a really cool single muffler that I can't really talk about yet, but will be out fairly soon. So he's been testing that, and it's going to look way different than any other single that we've seen so far. So I'm excited for you guys to see that, for all you single lovers out there to want to shed some weight and run a single. Um, so that's it, guys. That's all I have for you on the CRF450RX. It is Monday. We are pretty much done for the week. It's going to rain out here in the high des, so you know what that means. Less typing, more testing, more writing. So that way, when I'm done and it's dry, I can relay all that information out to keyforinktesting.com, and you guys can reap the benefits because out here it's bitching the test when it's wet. So I try to take advantage of at that, you know, as much as I can. So, um, I thank you guys for joining me. Thank you to my sponsors, Rutted Racing. Go follow them at Rutted Racing on Instagram or RuttedRacing.com. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know the drill. Mention Kiefer. Buy 12 shirts, get 10 for free. It's a good deal. Thanks, Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com for helping me doing all the YouTube videos. Stay tuned for more YouTube videos that we will be doing. Thank you, Fly Racing. And thank you, Racetech, for building some good suspension, especially on this damn Cowie that I've been trying. Stay tuned for that, guys, because that's... I had to leave... So, real quick, before I get off this, I know this is a Honda podcast, but I had to try... I had to leave the air fork on the KX450F. I was told to. I didn't couldn't go to a spring fork. So, Racetech comes in, say, hey, we'll try to make it good. Stay tuned for that podcast because you're going to want to hear it for those of you who want to stick onto um, that SFF Air Fork. So be on the lookout for that. So that's it, guys. If you have any questions, feel free, as always, email me at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Wait a day, maybe two days. I'll get back to you. Chances are sometimes you'll get lucky. If I'm at lunch eating, I'm on my computer, I'll hit you back. Don't stress out if I don't get back to you in a couple days. I'm just super busy. I'm one dude. I get about 40 to 50 emails per day. Most of them are good emails. Some of them are shit emails. So um, I usually answer the shit ones too, but 
Just let you know. Answer some, you know, give me some really intelligent questions, guys. If you think that I had a podcast or something on my website that I've already answered, don't ask me on the email. Please, just go research a little bit. Go check out iTunes, Key for Tested Podcast. Listen to the podcast. It doesn't take you much. Just hang out in bed and driving, whatever you need to do. It's 40 minutes. Listen to it. You probably get the answer right there. Or go to keyforingtesting.com. If you can't find them, what you're looking for on one of those outlets, then ask me the question. If not, do some research. That's what I got to tell you. But for the most part, you guys are good. So thank you. So you guys want some Keyfering testing swag? We got some new hoodies. We got some shirts back in stock. Email my lovely wife, Heather, at keyforingtesting.com. She'll send them out to you. You get a sticker pack. Maybe it'll smell like perfume. I have no idea what she does. Hopefully, it's not too crazy. But um, for those of you guys who want that, hit her up, and she'll take care of you. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm going to Atlanta for Steve. God bless me for Supercross. But I will be back next week to let you in on some secrets. Maybe the engine mounts, maybe the Kawasaki, but maybe something different. Maybe it's something you don't even know about. So stay tuned. Thank you. See you guys.